before um, we hear from Rabbi Spiro, um, I just want to thank number one, Yaakov Klein, for this Mahadrin, Mina Mahadrin light barbecue, Yaakov. This is, can I, this is really something. Um, Rabbi Yechiel, I really wish that you could be here to join us in person, not for our benefit, push it for your benefit. If you were you know, I'm, I'm, I, can I, I'm trying to check out the barbecue and I, I, I'm not getting a close up view there. Can somebody, somebody zoom me in on that barbecue? Let me see what's going on over there. If you can, if you can pick it up, that means it's hot dog or hamburger stuff. It's not, is there a bone there? Are we looking at a steak? We're not looking at the bone. The, the, the London broil is still being smoked. Right oh, now. oh, London broil. Okay, London broil is good. London broil. Okay, fine. So that's um, big as you could. The Yaakov, thank you so much. And um, we appreciate the Monsieur Snefesh on your day off uh, to do that. Another special thank you to Binyamin, to Rabbi Tejastin for facilitating that we will have the flesh, the Basak Bakar straight from Chicago which is uh, very much appreciated. And of course, a special thank you to Rabbi Freund, who is actually the one who should be standing here because he's actually manning the Amada Week program week in and week out. And we appreciate the mysterious nefesh that he has. And that is Hashem. The program will go Mechayel Al-Chayel, as I, as I mentioned to a couple of you before. The Siyum for the Mesechta. This is a Chizuk, but the actual Siyum for the Mesechta will be a community-wide Mubez Hashem be Matsoi Shabbos Parshas. Parshas. No, Parshas Vaera, I believe. Um, the end of February, we'll be starting Sechas Erech in Bez Hashem with a community wide Malamak with Rabbi and Rabbi Zinyeger Bez Hashem. Rabbi Spiro, as I mentioned to you, um, we're in the middle of, middle of winter break and uh, Hanukkah vacation. But this, um, so therefore, it's a little bit of a more sparsely attended event tonight, but as I mentioned to you, you will be speaking we'll be getting it through the medium of the program, through the podcast, and through the emailing. But um, this is really a proper time to bring in and have such a chizuk with someone who's not only a a murdikadarshim, but also a tamad chacham, who appreciates what us meant. What does it mean to be learning um, with such a consistency the way we are. Um, Rabbi Spiro, you know, the famous Zog, they say that, you know, today was Zois Hanukkah, and tonight is already Ois Hanukkah. It's already after Hanukkah. It's already over. Hanukkah is over. But the truth of the matter is that we're taking the light of Hanukkah, which is the R of Torah, and bringing it throughout the year. And we look forward to hearing the Rechizuk to encourage us and then help us uh, bring the light of Hanukkah and the light of Torah till Be'ez Hashem next year again, Rabbi Spiro. Thank you, Rabbi Berkowitz, and thank you, Rabbi Tejerstein, and uh, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. I hope you are warm. I'll tell you, over here in Baltimore, we, I, I personally, along with the few Mishpachas in our community, had a pretty traumatic and harrowing experience this past weekend for 60 hours, six zero hours, we did not have heat or power in the sub-zero temperatures. Um, Baruch Hashem, we only had to sleep one night that way, and I was trying to be uh, play hero ball a little bit. And for some reason, I didn't chop what it means to sleep in 45-degree weather. 
It was mamish brutal. But um, Baruch Hashem, we're back up and running. And I've come to an appreciation that Klal Yisrael, Bechlal, but every individual Beprat has a craving for light and warmth. Interesting, you know, I, I was joking about the barbecue before, but barbecues are no joke to me. I can eat with the best of them, and I enjoy a, a great barbecue. But this weekend, I did not eat much because I was lacking light and warmth. And when you don't have light or warmth in your life, food is not all that important. I can't believe that I'm saying it. I'm actually saying it. I'm being recorded. But that's the MS. And when we talk about light and warmth and we talk about R, we're talking about the true R, the deep R is the R Atayra. And, you know, I'm going to, to uh, match Rabbi Berkowitz and up him one. While he says that tonight is Ois Hanukkah, the Shabbos after Hanukkah is called Shabbos Noch Hanukkah. And Noch can mean after, but Noch can also mean also. So Shabbos to those Hasidish Yidim, there's not much Hasidish blood in the Berkowitz or Tejerstein family, but, but, and I don't know if St. Louis is a hotbed of Hasidus, but nevertheless, we still stretch the R, we stretch the R of Torah, it lasts from Hanukkah, and it goes beyond, beyond. I was once Zaychet to visit of Tzimayr Silverberg, who's a cousin of mine in Eretz Yisrael, and he's a remarkable Oivet Hashem. He's very, very special. Chad Bedara. One of a kind. And I visited him weeks and weeks and weeks after Hanukkah. And I see outside of his, um, outside of his office, there are eight Shiva lights that are lit. Eight Shiva lights. And I said, what's this? And he said, these are the neighbors of Hanukkah. It was at least six weeks after Hanukkah. I said, what do you mean? He said... We, he says, I waited till the last light, you know, the last night as the layers were about to go out. I didn't want to lose the light. So I took the candles and I, and I carried over the light of each layer of Hanukkah and I put it onto a yard site lich, a shiva lich. <coughs> and I did that. And then seven days later, I did it again and again and again and again and again. And so these eight lights that you see are still the lights of Hanukkah. And I said, when will they go out? And he said, hopefully never. So I don't think they're still lit. But the concept is that we want the light of Hanukkah to last forever. And on that note, I want to share with you one beautiful Zvartaira. And then one amazing story. You'll excuse me. I'm just coughing a little bit. <coughs> um, okay. So here's the idea. You know, it's fascinating that Hanukkah, we don't celebrate, it would seem, we don't celebrate the triumph. Hanukkah is Chanukah which means we rested on the 25th. We were triumphant on the 24th, but we rested on the 25th. Why don't we celebrate the 24th when we were victorious? What's the pshat? And I saw a beautiful idea. 24 are the letters of Baruch Shem Kivayin Malchusay La'ilam In the Pasuk of Baruch Shem are the 24 letters. The number 24. Shem Kivayin Malchusay. The battle Yisrael is for the honor, for the name, for the glory and honor of Hashem. 
Klal Yisrael fought for that honor. You know, we did not, the Yivanim had been persecuting us for hundreds of years. Uh, I, I believe it started 34 years into the second Beit Samikdash. The Yivanim were already persecuting us. We didn't start fighting them until they threatened Limud HaTayra. That's when we, that's when we began to fight back. You can take away whatever you want from us, but don't take away our Limud HaTayra. The 25th is the day that we rest from the battle. 25 are the letters of the Pasuk Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad. 24 is Baruch Shein. And once we have glorified the name of Hashem, we fought for the glory. So then Baruch Shein is complete. It's a time already when Hashem Echad, and that's when we rest. We rest on the Hashem Echad. When we're able to celebrate the Hashem Echad of, as, as, as we're resting on it. You know, resting is something that we do twice a year. One is Chanukah Hei, and the second time we rest is Shabbos. It's a Yom Menucha. So interesting. Both days associated with lights, both days associated with resting. And fascinatingly enough, Limud HaTorah and Shabbos is considered to be a thousand times greater. True menucha, true art, what we battle for, what we fight for is limud ha That you are ma'ache, shuls throughout the community, for one purpose, is really something that is so appropriate for Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah time is a time that we fought for Torah, and we were ma'ache for Torah, and what you do is being ma'achid is being ma'achid for Torah as well. And it's very, very easy for somebody to say, what do I have to learn this for? I'll learn my own zach. Maybe I'll even steig more learning my own thing. I have my own starim. I have my own growth. I have to be busy with Yenem, somebody else's shul. It's my shul. I have to worry about myself. But what this program is doing is saying it's not about me. It's about us. And it's about what we fight for and what we stand for. And we stand for Limud HaTayra. We stand for Kvayi Malchusay. And we stand for Shema Yisrael. Shema is a Lashon of gathering. Klal Yisrael gathers together. And we're Ma'achid. And when we're Ma'achid, Hashem, the Shem Hashem becomes Echad. And I want to share with you an absolutely stunning story. It's a story that I'm fairly confident the reaction will be, wow. Now, that's a very bold statement because generally you don't tell people how they're going to react to your stories. It's a little bit, first of all, it's a little bit haughty of me. But aside from that, it's also, I'm kind of, I'm kind of risking that, I, that, that you will not react that way. Listen closely. And you will hear how amazing the story is. <clears throat> Rav Gustman was a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva's Netzach Yisrael. Rav Gustman, for those that don't know, was on Rav Chaim Oizer Grzynski's Bezden in Vilna when he was 18 years old. The entire uh, rabbinate of Vilna stood up for Rav Gustman when he walked into the room when he was 18 years old. He was a Talmud Chacham beyond measure. 
And Rav Gustavin, Misayif Yamav, was in Eretz Yisrael. He was Rosh Hashiva of Netzach Yisrael. He wrote a sefer, numerous svarim, called Kuntur Seishiurim. Wonderful svarim. It happens to be that one of my first forays into uh, learning a little more be'iyun was I would sit down with Kuntur Seishiurim at 6.30 in the morning with that and a Mishnah Siyavitz from Rebbe Tzalem Zolti. And I would just write over and I wrote a shtickle on Zuta Shalyam. I remember it 35 years ago. So I have a lot of akkars of time to Rav Gustavin svarim. Well, Rav Gustman learned in Grodna by Rav Shimon Shkop. And one time somebody came to visit Rav Gustman from Grodna. He was a Yelid Grodna. He was a landsman, as they say in Yiddish. He was somebody who lived in Grodna. And he came to visit Rav Gustman years later in Eretz Yisrael. He was an old man. He was a simple fellow. And he was schmoozing with Rav Gustman. And Rav Gustman says to him, do you remember a Yid? Reb Moshe Blevin. And he said, not only do I remember him, he was my uncle. He says, Oibazoy, if that's the case, I must share with you an amazing story. Reb Moshe Blevin, in a terrible, terrible tragedy, lost three children. I don't know what the tragedy was. Reb Gustav didn't say. And during Shiva, Reb Shimon Shkup came to be Menachem Oval and he said to him, how can I bring an aliyah for the neshama of my children? And Reb Shimon told him, it won't be easy, but if you want, do the following. After Shiva, you have three beds open in your house. Invite three yeshiva bachrim into your house and let them board there and take care of them. And Reb did the impossible. After Shiva, he got up and he went to the base medrash and he re- recruited three Bachrim. And they slept in his house. And not only that, but the coup de gras. The cherry on top was that when they would come back late from learning at night, it was freezing cold. And they would be treated to a tea, a hot tea, which in those days was something very special. Not everybody had tea. And he would bring over the tea to each of them. And he would say to the first one, this tea is Lezeche Nishmas, my child of Rom. This, this tea, bring over to the second boy, he would say, this is Lezeche Nishmas, my daughter. And this third tea is Lezeche Nishmas, my daughter, Sarala. And that's what he did every night. And the Bachram would drink the tea and they were warmed by, by it. But there was one problem. The Bachram Bitmi Musam, in their sincerity, wanted to learn later. Learning later would mean that they cannot bring, they cannot give this Ramayish Blevin the schus of bringing them tea, Lezecha Nishmas' children. And they knew that it wasn't as Pashra Shaila, and they decided they're going to talk straight to him. And they went over to him one night and they told him their dilemma. They said, we want to learn late, but we don't want to take away the tea. And he said, no, of course. What's the difference? It should be my tea. It's our Torah. Learn the Torah. That's the most important thing. But by giving up the privilege of giving them tea, he no longer was serving tea with Zecha Nishmat's children. But that's the way they continued. They would come back much later and Ramosha would go to sleep with no tea being served. Until one day, one of those boys was not feeling well. 
and he went to sleep early and he's about to get into bed and the houses were not all that big and he listens in from the kitchen and Ramosha stands up from the kitchen table and he calls out Good evening, Rabbi Nishalaylam. Good night. Once again tonight, I will not serve tea to the Bachrim. Nishmas. My child Avram, my child David, and my child Sarala. And Rav Gustvin told this Yid, I know the story well because I was the Bacher that heard him say it when I went to sleep that night. Sometimes the greatest avodas Hashem, the greatest service of Hashem we can do is by sacrificing <coughs> on our own avodas Hashem. And that is the greatest service we can do. It's ma'ayv yitachim that you might be able to steig more on your own. But that's not what we're made of. That's not the fabric of Klal Yisrael. That is not what is ma'achid us. And that's not the tafkid of learning Torah. We learn the Rabbeinu Shalom's Torah. Not my Torah, not your Torah, but his Torah. And his Torah is meant to be ma'achid us, to unify us, to allow us to grow so we can be marbek hivayv malchuschay. And if it means me serving tea, then so be it. And if it means that I'm not serving tea, then so be it. That's true, Avaidas Hashem. What a beautiful, beautiful maimit it is. What a chosh of inyan. May you all be zayichim, Hashem, to learn Torah together, Barabim. And in Hashem, may it be mekadah shem shamayim, and there should be ribuikvayit shamayim, in St. Louis, and that light should spread to the entire world. Agutana.